everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the entire internet. Go check them out, HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, it's almost the all-star break. Can you believe that? I feel like the season is flying by. I know. I feel like the beginning of the season, kind of a, with all the new things, kind of drug on there for a while. There was a lot of new, you know, players, teams, things to adjust to. But th- these last few months have, have flown by. I cannot believe that's already the All Star break here. It's going to be exciting in Chicago for the All Star game. All everybody, all the celebrities, all the players coming into town going to the rising stars game on friday so i'm pretty pretty excited about that but you weren't giving them any more of your money it doesn't maybe it doesn't go directly to the bulls maybe it just goes to the united center oh okay all right fair 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 i guess i guess seems logical reasonable equitable whatever that word is also no bulls are playing in the game either so it's really it's a real uh, exciting time to be a bulls fan to have literally nobody from the Bulls re- representing the Bulls when they're having the All-Star game in their hometown. I guess Zach Levine is going to be shooting in the three-point contest. So we got, I guess we got that going for us. So the the, the cons were a little disappointing, I thought. Some of them, like, I thought, well, obviously, I mean, it's not a three-point test without Kevin Durant, or, I'm sorry, Stephen Curry and Clayton and never, but I was just a little disappointed about all of the the choice and how about the rising stars game Wendell Carter he was hurt yeah Wendell Carter is her Kobe I'm surprised Kobe White's not on the rookie team that's a little surprising to me he's well, not it's bad not, it's a rookie anymore anymore it's USA versus world so I did find funny that they replaced Wendell Carter with Zion but Zion even played a game that was out <laughs> to me. yeah well once again a very very depressing time to be a Bulls fan. I'm excited about the All-Star game. I, I love the All-Star game. I like the new wrinkle that they have in it with the with the different uh, you know charities getting money based on the quarters. I know it sounds confusing, but I feel like it's going to add a little bit of a com- competitiveness to the game. So I, I think that's positive. I like the I new using at all players. because you give it's just four it games basically, right? Like it's three. Yeah, I think they explained it poorly, but the idea is simple. I mean, three games of minutes and then it's the overall game and the you the winner needs 24 points to win and the leader needs what however many they're down by plus 24 the clock in the fourth quarter at all i think that's kind of cool also it's like let's wrap this let's wrap it up guys well what's going to be funny is the fourth quarter i think is really going to be over in like five minutes because james harden wants to go party oh no because i mean isn't the all-star game all like 170 to 160 so it's always crazy that's what i mean so like for them just 24 points that's gonna take like half a quarter yeah it's gonna go quick it's gonna go really quick that's a good point i'm excited i'm excited to watch i watch every year i'm excited to to get our all throwdown you know what i mean to talk trash to each other about who's gonna win the day events and the this big game on sunday all excited for that uh for those of you maybe just 
listening to us for the first year, Tyler and I always, you know, because it's a little bit of a dead period uh, during the fantasy basketball season. And especially since they extended this to an entire week-long break for all the players, which I actually really love, we do a – we kind of bet pride, I guess, on on the games, on the competitions, who's going to score the most points in the All-Star game, who's going to win the dunk contest. We usually do each one of those contests, and whoever wins ends up getting bragging rights for the rest of the year. So you can expect that podcast here coming up right before – the all-star break but since this is all-star week we do have a little you know we want to have a little bit of content out there but for this week it's kind of a weird one some leagues only count the first four days of this week as a week and they allow week 18 to be its own week while other leagues combine week 17 and 18 which i think makes a lot more sense so the decision basically is right two for day weeks or it's one eight day week and so obviously not perfect right because everyone's in the nice seven week but i personally prefer the day i just feel like in four days it's gonna get super fluky right like teams only play one game in in the first four days Bulls, the cows the rockets Grizzlies, the knicks 76ers so and then every team plays twice so if you have you know joel and ben simmons on your team you're Already kind of lost this week if it's only four days, so I, I don't like that really. But some leagues are doing that, so I try to make the article here serve both both leagues. So we talk a little bit about the just four days, and then there's more content about the full eight period. And that article is on hashtag basketball.com, so go. Check that out right now. Tyler, you were right. You know, some of these you know, handful of teams are only playing one game in the week 17. I did find it fascinating that only one team who's playing one game this week is playing three games in the short week next week. So like three like three games in four days. And that's of course the Chicago Bulls. So if you got if you got a combined week, you're actually getting four games out of the Bulls. Figure they say figure they at home because they're not part of the all game. Plus the all star games in Chicago. They'll be well rested. Yeah. So they figured they could handle three three games in four nights. We've been seeing less and less than that. So that that's good and it's bad, right? Um, I feel like the Bulls are your team though. If anyone should be playing three games nights, it's probably the Bulls. Really don't even know who's on the Bulls anymore. There's just they're just so so bad and. If you have a week 17 and that's the only you're only counting simply just this week and not the weeks combined, you got a pretty straightforward week. You know, you can stream on Tuesday and Thursday, probably Monday and Wednesday. You you cannot overall for the whole week, though, if you got a combined week 17 and 18, that's a much different story. And we're going to get into that here in a little bit. But let's go over some of the players. We haven't talked about some of these players in a while. We've gotten to a point. In the season, where thing you know after the trade deadline, I think there's going to be a lot more interesting players that are going to come out of the mix. Some teams that are tanking, like the Bulls, are going to have to you know they're going to have to play somebody. So there's going to be some minutes going around. I, I like the period right after the All Star break because that's when you start seeing guys that are on the waiver wires kind of start playing better or start getting more minutes for some reason. And it ends up being like a boom for people who are focused 
on the waiver wire like uh, our listeners are. Do you have the? Do you have a an inside pick of the who's not on the roster now that ends up being semi fantasy relevant at some point? I think in you the got rest season. It always happens, right? We at least one guy who's like on a team at the All Star break, and then for two the last two weeks of season on a ten team, he's like putting up top one hundred numbers. I actually think you list kind of somebody who's going to make a big break out of the trade deadline. Uh, Malik Beasley uh, had a very nice game with the Timberwolves. They moved people to make Carl Anthony Towns happy. But I guess the benefit of those moves is that Malik Beasley has a a path right to playing tons of minutes and giving you really good fancy stats. And he's only rostered in 31% of leagues. Yeah, and I mean, he's obviously a big name here can do a lot of things and you know he's all really good steals player i think some people don't realize because he never really played any minutes so he can keep up those steal numbers and then you know add in you know in 35 minutes you know 15 a few rebounds assists like he could be in the top 100 for sure i i like his overall potential moving forward i think he's got himself a great pathway to being a second half kind of out of nowhere player someone who's going to help you swing your league. I, I like that. Uh, Kristen Wood obviously played quite a few minutes. He's uh, he's due to be someone who also, I think he's uh, he's rostered in a ton of leagues though, but still. Dude, he has been he skyrocketing. Is, like at the trade, I'm almost he like in the 30s, like 35, 37% roster. And when I looked to do the article, he was with 63. I'm assuming that's probably even higher. If you look at it right now on Yahoo, because like I said, over the last, what has that been? Four, five, he has just been vaulting up the percentage owned. And as he should, I think it's a name that I think per 36 minute fantasy heads out there have been keeping an eye on. Not every single time someone has good per 36 minutes. Does it ever translate to being a starter? Uh, we've seen that in a, a ton of cases in the past, but I think Kristen Wood's still going to be a, a relevant standard league player. So if he's, you know, if he's available, go pick him up. But I, I highly doubt he's even available anymore just because of the, the, the so obvious move of getting rid of Drummond. There's just no other choice for it, but for him to play at center as many minutes as possible. I want to throw a name out there and I, 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 let me make sure. Let's see if he's on your list here. This I could, don't see him, Tyler. There, there could be an inside, an inside tip here, an inside inside baseball moment. Okay, let me hear um, it. So I decided not to put Reggie on my about the piston, and the whole thing is he's pursuing, he's considering pursuing a. But I don't even know what that's mean. But that's what is he doing? Thing. He he's maybe gonna get bought out. But maybe not. Like he keeps okay. playing in, in games, but him and his agent are discussing whether they should request a buyout from the Pistons. So, why would the Pistons do that? And who's gonna who's gonna pick him up? That's why I didn't put a thing. Cause I'm like, well, if he gets bought out, someone will probably pick him up. But he'll be like the back point guard on I don't know what team. So he's playing really good, and he probably deserved to be in the top ten if he stays on the Pistons. But I'm not certain that he stays on the Pistons. So, yeah. So that's an interesting something to watch, I guess. 
It is an interesting one. I think we're gonna we're gonna go through a few more of the names on your list, but I have a few names that aren't on your list that I want to I kind of want to get your take on because you pay attention to these French guys a lot more than I do. Actually, this guy's not really a French guy in my opinion. I, I talked about him as a potential breakout candidate in the past. Uh, Kevin Porter, who I believe I, I confused with Michael Porter Jr. at one point because I'm an idiot, but also. He was hurt. Well, he's not He's not hurt anymore. He just had a very nice night for the Cavs against the Clippers, even though they got the Clippers smoked him. I think Kevin Porter could have himself a, a fairly decent standard, like a standard league relevancy second half. Uh, what, do you, what do you think about our good friend, Ke- not Michael, Kevin Porter? Well, like Kevin Porter, there have been some issues on and off, which you mentioned, that's a little bit concerning, right? When the Cavs aren't super playing for anything. I mean, we're talking about a really young guy. He didn't even turn yet. So he didn't turn 20 until birth. So I'm worried that if he gets a little, you know, nagging or nagging, they're going to say, okay, well, it's out, whatever. Hey, I mean, they need somebody to play on the wing and they definitely need somebody to score with that unit. Like, that Sexton, they've got Garland, they've got Love, they've got Drummond. Those guys are all going to score starters, but bench, they have Porter Jr. as the only scorer. So I could see Porter Jr. being one of those guys like fills up some threes, get 14, 15 points a game. I am the only, my only word is what else going to do? Like, is he just going to be a points and threes guy? If that's the case, then like what? What are we doing here? If he's just a points and threes guys, there's tons of points and, and threes guys. You know, can he get that steal above one? Can his assist go up uh, at least a little bit? You know, I don't know yeah, if he's no. got that kind of game, but I think you know the top one hundred, top one twenty is is definitely a possibility. Yeah, I'm just, I guess, I wouldn't be much in the farm for him either. You know what I mean? Like, I think until we see him rebounds and some assists and you know push that to over a steal a game. I'm a little bit worried, just a little bit, about him, you know, really breaking into that standard league. Yeah, I think you were right to be a little hesitant. Definitely don't bet the farm on him, but could be a nice little breakout player in the second half. I also wanted to get your kind of opinion on, uh, now granted, he had a, uh, a monster game against Memphis in Chicago. So it's not like he's, you know, this guy's taken on the Clippers, but Philly has been looking for somebody to step into a roles to spread out the floor, to give them solid minutes off the bench. Firkin Korsma, which is probably how you say his name, is absolutely on fire right now, dropping over 30 points at his last two games, tons of threes, good rebounds, and a couple of steals to add to that is this guy got staying power or is it just a case of right guy right time and right personnel are injured on on philly so had the sixers not made trade for the two golden state guys i'd like or can Corkmez a lot better but and he's just one of these guys like how many 20 games does sir can Corkmez have this season like i don't know just take a guess he's played a lot he has played in, let's see here, 52 games. Really? Okay. That's positive. 
In every Sixers game for one, he was an active against the Heat all the way back in November 23rd. Okay. So, so how many I mean, 20 I, games? I did, I, I, how many 20-point games out of his, his 52? So I, I just mentioned two that well, he had. Tonight, it's actually for three games. So if you count, he just uh-huh. had on Sunday. Yeah. So I'm going to – how many 20-point games has he had basically this season? I'm going to guess like eight. Oh, see, no, not quite. He's on – Five one on Sunday, but for a guy playing, okay. what, playing like eighteen a game, like that's twenty minutes a game. That's pretty good. Yeah, um, we've seen him like he shoots like three pointers every game in that twenty minute role. Like that's what he does. And so there are nights where he hits five of them as pretty damn close to me points. I think they're gonna eventually play Glenn Robinson and Alec Burks over. They're probably going to ride the out long, this hot streak. Yeah, well, and Corkmaz is not a great defender. So that kind of hurts too. Uh, what is craziest to me is their bench is entirely wings. Like, other Scott, who's a big man, every guy they play is like a short, small forward type. So it's super weird. And our construction remains super weird. And I think it's going to remain super weird. Because I don't know that they're going to get anybody on the buyout market or any free agent, and so like I don't know what to make of the Sixers team. I to you, they are twenty-four and two at home, which is something. Okay, that's not bad. So I mean, it is a little crowded there, though. I mean, on a team that needs to spread the floor out, I think you know that the fact that he plays twenty minutes a game already, I, I don't think his value could go down. In my opinion, even though it's more crowded, I don't think it's going to go down. I just not go uh, well, up. Well, it might not go up to where we need it. I, mean, it. I guess it could go down in the sense that they, I mean, play. So if they're going to play Robinson, it's in Burke's 20 minutes, and still going to play Tybalt 20 minutes, and they're going to let Richardson build up to around 30 minutes when he gets, does Corkmaz anymore. I think I, I still think he plays. And I mean, I think too, but I, I guess it, there's a potential that he could not. I mean, he's 22 years old. But I'll say this, Philly made it, that trade for a reason. They gave, they didn't give up much. The Warriors sold guys that they, they had for, for not a lot. But, I mean, I think that they're looking at Robinson and Alec Burks as upgrades over Cork Maz and over Ty Bold and over Ake Milton and all those guys. I, I would agree with that. Let's, let's go ahead and take a look at the rest of your list. You got Josh Hart, who's playing very, very well. Uh, on the Pelicans, and he fits in really well with Zion, helping spreading the floor out. He got hot the other night. And P.J. Washington for the Charlotte Hornets, who's kind of been on and off. Do you think P.J. Washington's second half is, is worth taking a flyer on at this point? Yeah, because I, the Hornets keep getting rid of anybody else who could play his minutes. They bought out Marvin Williams. They're buying out yep. Michael Kidd Gilchrist. So... They're basically giving him 32 minutes or at least 30 minutes and saying, all right, here it is, man. And, you know, we talk about this all the time, right? Like, they're they're not going to be good. They're coming to tanking, but they're going to score 100 points every game. Someone's got to score them. And I know Tate Graham and Terry Rozier are stuck, but isn't Bay Washington hit, you know, 12, 13, 14 shots a game? And he's probably going to get some decent rebounds. And so, yeah, I'm on board with Washington now. This whole sh- team, I think, is going to be bad shooting team. Everybody is <laughs> not going to hit their field goals at a high 
that clip. So there's something to watch. You're going to get a big man with a bad field goal percentage. But I think if you need points, rebounds, maybe a little bit of defensive stats, Washington is going to have all the opportunity you can handle. Yeah. With those, those buyouts are pretty big. And P.J. Washington had a nice hot start, kind of cooled off. But there's plenty of season left to play. And I, I wouldn't be surprised, like you're saying, if P.J. Washington can turn it right back on. He is one of those – well, they're, they're less rare than they used to be. But P.J. Washington has the potential to be a 1-1-1 one, one, one guy getting a three, a steal, and a block, which is, I, I think, huge just to have on any bench or really any team. Having a 1-1-1 one, one, one guy really – kind of having a couple of those guys really changes the your ability to compete. Sometimes guys can get hot, get lucky, and you can win a week simply by having good across the board type players instead of focusing on, you know, like your four to five categories that you want to win that week. Let's I actually look. think they might be more rare. Now the threes are a lot more common, but the blocks are way down, aren't they? Like True. blocks are blocks are down, but I, over a block a game, Mike. No, this question. How many people are averaging over a you, block a now game. you have to be qualified according to basketball reference so like whatever you, that you can't play like well you can't play like two games you have to play like the lowest number i see on here just scrolling quick is like 36 you have to play it at least six games okay okay that's fair that's fair that's, I, I could do this all right so there's gotta be at least i'm gonna say at least 30 because there's about 30 bigs in the league-ish that I play, you know, starters minutes enough to get about a block. So I'm going to go with 30, and then I'm going to add, like, I'm going to add, like, eight. Now I'm going to add, like, ten more guys who just get a block because they're kind of a kind of freaky athletic. Kind of like, uh, I mean, Jonathan Isaac's kind of a big, so I guess, you know, you wouldn't count him, but he, he gets a ton of blocks. You know, you got your kind of weirdos like Robert Covington, who you know can average a block a game. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with 40. There is 31, so you are pretty close. Oh, okay. See, and I'm not bad at this uh, this mental math, Tyler. So 2016, 2017. Okay, so a few back, there are 37 for the season. But okay. go back further than that, the number keeps higher and higher and higher. So and, really? and it's part three point thing, you know, like, yeah. like the more thrillers, the less blocks, right? Because you don't super block a three point shot because if you foul, you got to give up three free throws, right? And they're just hard to block. So yeah, the blocks are down. It'd be interesting to see, actually, it'd be an interesting fantasy case study to see if the triple one guys are actually up or down. Because I would vote yeah, that they're I would, down. I would like to know that. I would actually say they're up. Just because the the threes are up, but it's, if the blocks are going down, I guess theoretically you're, you're probably you're probably right. If blocks are going down, I'm pulling up the block numbers now. Here, I'm real surprised James Harden's got a block a game. That's pretty cool. There's a lot of guys in the in the zero point nine range, zero point eight range that I find interesting. Draymond Green should be a one 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 guy. He isn't. Drew Holiday. One 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 guy, Jason Tatum could be a one 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 guy. So that Al Horford, a usually a one 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 guy, is barely missing it. Pascal Siakam is barely missing it. 
Vujovic, who's normally a one uh, all ones guy, Robert Covington. Yeah, there's actually a lot of guys who are uh, who are uh, falling out of the one 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 category. Well, there uh, the are that, like, only two guys are actually averaging it. Honestly, no, it the only two guys average over a block, over a steal, and over a three pointer made a game. I am, I am shocked, Tyler. I'm shocked. And there are a couple guys. These guys are down. Well, and like you know, guys like Drummond, Rashawn Holmes. You know, they're all getting the steal on the block. They're shooting three pointers. Yeah, well, yeah. Joel Embiid's close. Car Anthony Towns is close. Even Marcus Soul is close. Uh, Jonathan Isaac is a zero. Is like zero point nine and threes. So, yeah, a lot of these. You're right. A lot of these guys have fallen out of that uh, category. You, you might be right that we're on a we're on a weird downtrend. Of course, you know we're you know we're missing KD, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let that change my opinion. Huh, good point, Tyler. Very good point. Yeah, so, hell, if P.J. Washington's an almost 1-1-1 guy, that's a, that's a rare, more rare than I thought it was. That's what I'm trying to guess. I stand corrected, Tyler. You're always on top of things. Let's talk about the back-to-backs. Are there any particular back-to-backs that you are focusing on going into week 17 slash 18, considering, you know, if you're only playing one week, you, you know your Tuesday, Thursday is your back-to-back, guys. But if you're focused, if you have a league that goes 17, uh, week 17 and 18 together, are there any particular back-to-backs well, you're so focusing he, on? Here's the funny thing. None of the teams double up. The, the NBA did a really good job of scheduling all the teams to get a nice little break here. And so, like, you know, we talk about this every week where, like, you know, some teams will play like a Monday or play like Tuesday, Thursday, pseudo back-to-back. They'll also play, you know, on Friday or on Saturday. You'll see like them get men- the same tip mentioned two or three times in the article. None of the teams get mentioned more than once in this article. So, so if you're one of those that really limits your pickups to like, you know, for three pickups and that's all you're allowed to have for the entire week, it's getting a lot harder to get a lot of games. It's matchup. That that being said. I mean, there's still some pretty darn good options. You know, we, we look at guys like Josh Hart, you mentioned. The Anthony Hilton, the Grizzlies, don't play a ton of games. They have a nice Thursday Friday back in week 18. I know you're a big D'Anthony Melton fan. So yeah, he's got some staying power, in my opinion. Um, I also noticed that if you need blocks specifically, there are not a lot of blocks available. And- like you got Daniel Tice on the Tuesday, Thursday of week 17. You got Zubak who's getting you a block again on that Tuesday, Thursday. But all the other guys like really don't get you a lot of blocks. So I mentioned Jack who's not playing a ton of minutes, but block blocks are to come by. So if you're a pretty good blocks team, uh, you might be able to pencil that cap category in a little bit more normally because it's going to be really hard to stream for blocks very very good point tyler and if, uh, if you're in a league that only plays one week um I'd, I'd probably just load up on people who are playing in week 18 and get some extra games in there you know stream for next week you know because it's going to be hard to do anything other than maybe pick up i mean it's clippers boston on thursday and okay city versus uh, the pelicans so other than like you said josh hart those teams not not a ton of great streaming 
options on those teams. There's a few, right? But you can if, if you could probably only pick up a, a couple people, you might not hit your max in pickups in uh, week 17. So use all those pickups for week 18 and get ahead of week 18. I think that's about it, Tyler, for our All Star Week preview. We got we're still going to have stuff during the week, even though it's a dead time in the fantasy world because there are no games. We're going to do our annual All Star picks for the competition. We're going to do our points for the actual game. And I think we're also going to give out some all-star awards like we usually do each year. Right, Tyler? Oh, yeah. I always feel like this is one of my favorite times of the year, just in the sense that we give away a lot of stuff. We have fun. And I always dominate you in the all-star weekend activities. So I feel like, you know, it's just a, it's a good time for me. Uh, well, always is a really strong word there. I don't, I don't re- recall who is won each year because I don't keep track of that. Because if I, if I would have won, I don't want, I don't want to like you know, hang my hat on on just that. I prefer to uh, live and let live, Tyler, instead of holding it over other people's heads, Tyler. That your um, story? Is that your story? I feel like you just have won, so you don't know, you don't remember. So nobody knows that we didn't keep track of it. Uh, if if you, any of you listeners listeners out there know who has won the previous years, those podcasts are out there. You can go listen to them. Let us know. Hit up Tyler at Tyler P Watts on Twitter. Hit me up at Watch the Boxes. We're going to be hitting you with All Star content later this week. I'm excited about the All Star game. I hope you're excited about it too. And this is a nice time to reflect on the year that was and prepare yourself for the final push. The playoff period, the end of the year. It's going to be an exciting one. I'm looking forward to it. Tyler, you got anything to plug? Uh, no, not really. Just doing my usual stuff. Having some fun with it. Cool. All right. Well, trade deadline's over. All-Star Week is here. I hope you guys enjoy it, and we will catch you very soon. Thanks, everybody.